Welcome, friends, to another episode of Industrious Radio, a show designed to help you work hard, live fit, and lead an exceptional life. Today's show is brought to you from our great friends at Head to Toe Spine and Sport Therapy, a modern manual therapy practice where movement is the best medicine. Now, let's get into the show. Gentlemen, welcome. What's going on? How's it going? What up, What's up, everybody? Hey there. I'm doing great, man. How are you? Doing good, man. Just yeah. cruising right through the week. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. It's been a wild week. Like it has been you. a wild week for you, sir. <laughs> yes. It's an exciting yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. We welcomed Murphy Paul Hit into this world whoop, whoop, whoop. on Friday, uh, 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 Friday night. And so it's kind of funny because Annalise came or Molly's Water broke during Friday Night Lights two years ago. And then this year, um, you know, we're right in the thick of all the action. It's like 6.30, 6.45 heats are going. And Molly comes up to me and says, hey we have to go and, uh, and and i was like 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 now go and she's like we need to go right now <laughs> steven, so, came, steven came up to me he's like hey we're leaving and i was like you're leaving like what do you mean <laughs> i was like dude it's like seven o'clock we still got a couple hours to go i was like oh shoot yeah go get out of here i'll tell you what you know that's the entrepreneur life right there and that is what we're talking about today is the entrepreneur life we also have adam in the house adam what's up my man welcome yeah thank you so much barry how you doing doing good my man i'm doing really good Awesome. That's the entrepreneur life. I mean, yeah. it's like you got everything going on and you're having a baby and like the business keeps going, everything else keeps going. You got to keep living. It's crazy. You got to keep living. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Well, Adam, we're pumped to have you on today, my man. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Everybody. Yeah. This is part of our part of our new show series, that entrepreneur life, where we just highlight different members of the community who are out there with a side hustle. Maybe it's a full full time thing, whatever, but out there making it happen, getting paid, changing lives. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, that's what I hope to be doing is changing lives, and hopefully, you know, the work that I'm doing, you know, does that. Awesome. So why don't we jump into a little bit about you? Where you're from? And how'd you get into CrossFit, Industrious? How'd you get connected to us? And kind of tell us that, that quick origin story. Every superhero has an origin story. Exactly. So we want to hear that. And then we'll get into what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm from all over a little bit. You know, there's, that's the, the, the easiest way for me to say it. Uh, I lived in North Jersey till I was nine. Lived in the Bay Area, San Francisco through my sophomore year of high school. And then lived in uh, South Jersey for my last two years of high school. I uh, then lived in Houston for two years, Ithaca, New York for two years, uh, and then came down, uh, or then went back down to Houston, Texas for about five or six months before coming up here to uh, you know Mount Lake Terrace, Seattle area. Um, I found CrossFit Industrious through one of my connections through uh, the gym that I was at in Ithaca, New York. So I'm good friends with Eamon Coyne, who is a member at Industrious. Small world. In Small day. world yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was back in the original just, Industrious. That's badass. Yeah, I just, yeah. 2,200 square feet of pure awesome. Yes. <laughs> Old school, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. So you got connected with him in Ithaca, and he was like, yep. yo, you got to go check out Industrious. Exactly. So, uh, you know, Eamon and Tim run CrossFit, pa- Tim Paulson run CrossFit Palace out in Ithaca. New York, New York. Uh, that's the gym that I was at while I was living in Ithaca, uh, and I was coming out here to visit my parents for a couple of weeks uh, last, you know, March, April, around this time, you know, last year, and they both said like, "Hey, you got to check out, you know, Steve O'Malley at CrossFit Industrious." Uh, another community member had spent some time out here as well, so the same thing, and so you know, that's how I got connected to the gym. And you know, when I was moving up here um, at the end of uh, at the end of October, early uh, November of 2018, you know, I knew this was going to be kind of my CrossFit home if you will, uh, while I was up here. It's awesome. Yeah, man. It would have been cool if, uh, if your bro from, from the East Coast could have came out and seen how the gym has grown since when yeah. he was like back in the day, right? Because it's like, I mean, now, even now, since you've been at the gym, it's like gone through a number of upgrades. And I think we're like super high tech right now. I mean, we, we might be the highest tech in like in CrossFit gyms, you know, fitness training facility 
in Seattle. We are, yeah. I really think we are. I think we are the most high tech. Yeah, we we made sort of a commitment last year uh, that we we wanted to bring the technology up to the standard that everything else was, which was the the coaching, the music, the energy, you know, all the things that make Industria special. You know, we wanted to to make sure that we had technology that 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 really showed that we were special. Um, and so we've we've really stepped it up there. How's that felt, Adam, being at the gym? Uh, CrossFit Industrious is an amazing experience and an amazing community. Um, I think for I've been I've traveled a lot and been at a lot of different gyms as a member and as a coach. Uh, and CrossFit Industrious is is unparalleled in a lot of aspects in the way things are run from a business perspective, from a coaching perspective, from a community perspective. Uh, I think there's a lot to be learned um, from the way that Steve O'Malley built the culture and the way the gym is run and organized on a daily basis. Uh, and so it's been amazing, um, you know, since I've come up here uh, in November and the couple of weeks that I spent out here in March and April and just being a part of the community for a couple of weeks, you know, the, it opened my eyes to a lot of, you know, best practices and different ways of doing things. You know, excellence attracts excellence and the people who work out industrious are the coolest people on, on planners. So, I mean, you know, it goes both ways, my man. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Because no, no assholes come to CrossFit Industrious. It's That's like true. a policy that we have. Like, there's no, no yeah. D-bags. There's just only cool people come. So, yeah. you know, you know you're in the right spot uh, when you're in industrious. You. Totally, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, you, so tell us a little bit about, so, you know, you, you love business, obviously, and it's cool you're bringing up just some of the business elements of, of industrious when you're their best practices, how it's run and you know you have that that mindset towards that because you're in the game yourself you're out there hustling you're out there building a brand building the business so why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of what you're doing now and we'll maybe get into a little bit how you got there but what are you doing right now for sure uh, i'm a certified leadership coach who provides leadership and personal development coaching for high achievers and high stress careers and environments uh, for when they're stuck for when they want to grow beyond and for when they know there's more uh, so my focus is on long-term and sustainable growth to help clients increase their capacity uh, as leaders and people. Have you been working on that? You've been you've been honing that, shaving that, getting that elevator pitch. That's pretty tight. I thought that was tight. I mean, it was like a good like twenty second elevator pitch. Like I mean, because I'll tell you, we talked all kinds of entrepreneurs. We are entrepreneurs, and sometimes when you ask an entrepreneur, you know what you're doing, they're like, man, you know, it's like, and they'll just they don't really know how to sometimes or even articulate it. Yeah, uh, but that's been polished. I could tell Adam's been working on that, honing that. It's uh, just uh, tight, man. I appreciate that. Especially, <laughs> especially in a field like coaching where sometimes the results are a little bit less tangible. Sometimes what we do is a little bit less tangible. There's not a specific product, like one product that I'm offering that you can buy and touch and feel. And so it's, it's really tough for a lot of coaches sometimes to be able to articulate what it, exactly it is that they do and they provide. Um, and so you know, I appreciate the fact that you noticed that because it, you know, it is important for me, that people that there is that recognition point about what coaching is and what it is that I do. Totally. Yeah, and I think you even had you know what I also love is you had your your kind of target person also in in your in your your definition statement, your elevator pitch there, your kind of hone brand statement. You're also very targeted in who you're looking to help. Mm-hmm. So, how, who specifically are you looking to help? Uh, so uh, I'm looking to help. Uh, I think anyone that resonates with that statement for yeah. the first part is who I'm looking to help. Uh, specifically, or more specifically, I'd like to be in the athletic space a little bit more. That's my background. I coached Division One college basketball for 10 years. Uh, and so I'm coming from that space. And obviously, being in the CrossFit space, too, there's a little bit um, of a leaning towards the athletic background. But I think the big ones are new leaders or people who are looking to transition into a leadership role. 
Uh, I think uh, people who are experiencing transitions in their lives, personal or professional, are ones that are also would be attracted to coaching. Uh, another group of people are people who, you know, maybe there's a performance barrier that they can't get over and they've been stuck or in a rut for a certain period of time and they don't know why that rut's there or why it exists. Coaching is also a great space for those people. Um, but it's also just a great uh, environment to learn more about yourself. If you're committed to doing the hard, like emotional labor and inner work that coaching requires, um, I'd love to just work with anybody that, that you know, uh, wants to take on those challenges. Totally. Well, and I can relate to the importance of that because, you know, a, a lot of uh, leadership qualities that I've learned over the years, and, you know, I'm, I'm 20 years into my career now, um, you know, they, they've been things that, that I had to make mistakes, big mistakes to sort of learn the lessons. Um, and that's good, you know, because we talk about, you know, sort of failures and, and, and making mistakes and, you know, being a failure, you know, failing at something but not being a failure. And, you um, in you know having a coach though to to guide and mentor and lead and sort of um, steer people that are young that are coming into leadership roles, I think is super valuable for those people. You know, if you think of anybody that's going from sort of a, a technical role into a people leadership role, that's always a big sort of transition step in people's career, where you know they they were you know the 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 player and now they're the coach. You know. It, Oftentimes, you know, with people's different leadership strengths and qualities, they may be a very good symbolic leader, but really, you know, struggle with more structural type leadership or vice versa. Um, you know, or they, they're, they're a wonderful political leader, which means they can really rally a force, but maybe they struggle on the human resource side of leadership. And so I think that, you know, having somebody that is a coach that can guide, you know, young leaders in, into, um, into sort of not making mistakes and, and, and speed them along, I feel like is incredibly valuable for anybody that's looking for it. I think, I mean, there's a big difference too between like managing and leading, right? you know, and I think especially in the business world, I think there's oftentimes a real gap when it comes to leadership skill set, mm-hmm. which is totally different than managing mm-hmm. people. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, do you, you work with a fair amount of business kind of business oriented folk too, or is it mostly athletics? Uh, so it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, so I work with coaches and student athletes, um, that are in college athletics. I also work with people who are in the business world. Um, you know, people who are, you know, the, the youngest leaders in their divisions or their companies or people moving into, um, a leadership position, um, in their, in their companies. Uh, so I work with both, um, people inside of athletics and outside of yeah, because those business and athletics, <clears throat> that's like such a nice interplay usually totally. between those two areas, you know, it right. totally is. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I've coached athletics and I've ran a business and so I can totally, you know, relate to the, that there, there's a lot of crossing over mm-hmm. between business and athletics because, you know, at a fundamental level, you know, businesses need to win teams need to win in athletics. Um, you know, that's, that's sort of the, the, the outcome, but in order to do that, you you really have to be um, well versed as it relates to you know the ecosystem that makes a, a really healthy company or team thrive, right? Because you know I, I'm a big believer, you know 
the leadership ecosystem is it, it takes leaders, it takes followers, um, it, or the leadership triangle, I should say, leaders, followers, and the ecosystem, right? And so, you know, I, I found that whether, you know, it's coaching a team to the games or, or just running industrious or starting a new company or whatever it is, um, you know, those three things have to be in play. And good leaders, you know, really understand those concepts and they, and they, 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 they know how to, how to, how to play off of each one of those things. Um, and certainly in business and athletics, those, those carryovers and those crossovers are, are, are more so than probably any two other things that you could find. Oh, totally. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. You know, w- one of the things we talk a lot about on the show, you know, we talk about kind of that, that progression that we all go through, right. Uh, and whatever thing we're looking at, whether we're talking about lifestyle, whether we're talking nutrition, whether we're talking about athletics, whether we're talking about success in business, you know, there's a progression, right. And there's, we're learning skills along the way. And we often say that, you know, our results are, are kind of the total of our skills that we build, but then also our, our mindset that we develop and kind of some of those internal work that and the beliefs that we have as well, right? So when you think about those skills that people need to develop as leaders and the beliefs they need to have to leave successfully, what's one or two of the big, you'd say, sticking points that you see people uh, get caught up in that you are, are generally, you know, you're like, I'm going to help you here. Yeah. So the uh, the first thing that I'll start out with is that I do very little teaching as a coach, and that's what separates me uh, as a leadership coach and personal development coach versus like an athletics coach or an instructional coach. So uh, I'm trained. Uh, I have a, a coaching certification from the Doer Institute for New Leaders at Rice University, and that's an ICF accredited course. And ICF stands for International Coach Federation. And there are coaches who have been trained in certain core competencies and skills that have been set forth from the ICF, which is kind of like the governing body of professional coaches, right? And that coaching is different um, in its kind of core and nature and essence than what it is that uh, that Jeremy does when he leads a class. What Jeremy does when he leads a class, right, he's teaching, he's instructing. There's a certain skill set and knowledge set that he's trying to get from what he knows from his years of CrossFit experience to the client who's learning how to deadlift or squat for the first time. Uh, as an ICF certified coach, Uh, What I do is more of a co-creative partnership. And so we're working with clients to define current realities, aspiring futures, and then we co-create the steps and the actions for how to get there. And so I've been trained in a number of skills, asking powerful questions, designing actions, managing accountability, creating trust and intimacy. And so the nature of it, uh, when I enter into a client call, a client agreement, um, whatever that looks like, there isn't a set of a specific set of skills that I'm saying you have to have this to be a leader. And I think so often those are the problems that we butt up against as leaders and that results in uh, problems, unfulfillment, or us not leading in a manner that's authentic and true to ourselves. And so the first thing that I typically start with is value creation and development. My my coaching philosophy and my beliefs are that uh, there needs to be a really clear vision for who you want to be, for the ideal self, uh, and then everything can fall in line for there. And that's that's not just my philosophy. Um, that's kind of that's backed in in academia. There's a, a model called Boy, uh, Boyatzis's theory of self-directed learning. And in order for us to create long-term and sustainable change, we have to create a really clear picture of the ideal self. 
who you want to be, not just in terms of I want to be a CrossFit Games athlete or I want to be a Division One college basketball coach because when that identifier is external, then more often than not, we lose ourselves along the way and we don't know who we are in terms of characteristics, in terms of values, in terms of how we show up in the world and how we relate to other people. Uh, and so the nature of my work is that I'm not coming in here to tell you what you need to do. You know what you need to do. The answers are somewhere inside of you. And so I create the space to allow you to learn about yourself, to define what those values are, so we can define the ideal self, and then we can work together to create the actions uh, for you to get there. I love that. Deep, baby. I absolutely love that. Well, you know, it's because I really truly believe that it's not about telling people what to do. It's about asking them the right questions to, to generate the thoughts and connect the dots in their head so that they can see, you know, their life and what they want and ultimately what are the next steps and how to get there. And then, you know, what are the, the areas, you know, within their own leadership that they realize these might be blind spots. And these are things that if I, if I address or become aware of, then, you know, it's going to really speed things along for me. Yeah. What I really liked, as you said, there is who, like, who do you want to be? That's a big one. And I think if we tie this back to kind of our beginning of the year, new year's resolution things, like people are setting new year's resolutions as like, I'm going to lose 40 pounds. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I think my approach this year was it's, you should decide who do you want to be? And then you tie back your daily, weekly, monthly actions to try to align with that bigger picture there. That's I think that that's a lot more um, beneficial and, and it gives you a little bit more leeway for those failure points than just picking a set number. Because then when you get to that set number, I'm going to lose 40 pounds. I'm at 40 pounds. But how did you lose that 40 pounds? You know, right. like, was it an unhealthy thing? Instead of being like, I want to lose 40 pounds, like, I want to lean out, but I want to be a healthy person. So you're going to start eating healthier. You're going to make those healthier decisions in the grocery store. You're going to start working out. There's more that is tied to that goal than just the 40 pound number. Yep. Damn right. Yeah. Like maybe you lost that 40 pounds by just like doing a bunch of cocaine and going to the <laughs> club all the time and you got no money for the gym. You got no money for good food because you're on the Coke, you know, you yeah. just, you just all up your nose, baby. And you lost the 40 pounds, <laughs> exactly. but you paid a deeper price. We made it. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. I mean, one of the, there's a great story. Uh, I think is a Jim Rohn story, like one of these, you know, great business kind of coach. I think he was telling the story about uh, with his mentor, you know, and he's like, he's saying to his mentor, he's like, I want to make a million dollars. And he was like, his mentor was like, you know, that's great. That's great. You want to make a million dollars. But but what happens when you have a million dollars, you know? And he's like, oh, it's going to be great. It's awesome. I freedom. I buy all the stuff. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, don't, you know, the goal to make a million dollars isn't to have a million dollars. He's like, you have a million dollars, 10 million, you, you know, but if you don't have this internal thing, he's like, the goal to make the money is because in order to do that, you have to become somebody utterly and totally better and different and more powerful than you are right now. And that's the true goal. Yeah. And that's the big win of getting to that end state that you want, that end goal you want, right? So it's like in order to get this thing, division one coach or lose the weight or hit this big milestone, it's not the thing because we get it and we have it and we find it's just totally empty. You know, yeah. it's like meaningless when we get there. It's like good for a minute. You know, it's like, oh, cool. Yeah. That I was awesome. to the top. Woo! You know, and <laughs> yeah, then it's like exactly. 10 minutes later, you know, I mean, if you're empty, yeah. that emptiness just comes right back in right. but if along the way you know you've embraced a transformational process the boyaz theory theory, theory of self uh, yes I, awesome. I think you should lead with that yeah. i teach people boyaz's theory <laughs> of self-development <laughs> whatever i love it yeah. uh, sorry but but you know what i'm saying so if yeah. you don't 
engage in a transformational process and you just go after a goal and you get the goal, you you might win but end up losing. Yeah, I think what you're speaking to is maybe like the hungry ghost, uh, you know, philosophy or way of being where there's always another pursuit. You get to be a Division One coach. Well, now I want to be a coach at a at a better school quote-unquote better school you get there and you're like well now i want to be a head coach you get to be a head coach and now i want to do something else and it's it's never enough uh and so you get to these points and these external achievements are never enough because there's always something else to achieve there's always something else to to gain uh and and when that's the focus when that's your pursuit you uh what i've found is you're unfulfilled unhappy and you lose yourself along the way well this is the tiger woods phenomenon right you know it's like you have everything and yet you're totally you know you lose yourself and you're just yeah banging a bunch of chicks all over the world (laughs) on yachts you know and then your game goes to hell you know yeah and then you kind of lose everything back problems (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) you got back problems yeah because that all that interior shows up as the physical no it's right it's legit man so okay so you this process that then you take people through it's Mm -hmm. not like a cookie cutter approach it's more of a very unique very powerful conversation that you're really helping facilitate between a person and their kind of deeper truth maybe help unlocking this deeper vision for what they want in their life exactly yeah the the there's no i don't come to a coaching agreement or a coaching session with a template or you know i have some questions that i'm thinking about asking but my one of my uh top priorities in a coaching session is to be completely present uh with the client at that time and be with them where they are right now uh, i think we can all be in situations where someone's trying to impart a certain set of values on us and what happens we shut down we get defensive uh we're not embracing or we're not listening to ourselves and so my top priority is to be is to create a an atmosphere of trust and intimacy and it was in a session so you can express some of your some things that maybe you're not willing to admit to yourself out loud or in the presence of others uh and and you're able to you're able to admit them in the safe atmosphere uh and then be fully present with a client so I can ask powerful questions that might create awarenesses or insights that you might not normally have. And so, yeah, there, there is no cookie cutter approach. There isn't a template. Um, you know, I have uh, our, my client agreements. We go through sessions on a regular basis, but even those that, you know, they all adjust them as we see fit or, or as needed. And so it really is an individual it's an individually catered thing. And like we talked about earlier with, you know, my kind of elevator pitch or whatnot, like it's, it's hard to say when someone, a client comes to me and, you know, what are you offering? Well, we might have a session every other week. We might have a session every week. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to ask you some questions and it's, you know, the, that tangible aspect of it isn't, uh, isn't necessarily there, but that's where the power is because I'm going to be responding to you and being with you, being where you at, where you're at, um, at the moment. Okay, so if we were if we were in kind of a coaching piece, we may be talking weekly, maybe we'd be every other week, whatever. We find that rhythm and that routine. And generally, how long are you working with people for? Like, is sometimes a long time, sometimes a short time, just kind of individual, just changes? Yeah, so so it changes. Uh, I've been working with one client since July, so it's about nine months. I've been working with other clients for you know three to six months. With with a couple of clients, you know, we got to around the the three month mark, and then my relationship looked a little bit different. Instead of regular coaching calls every week or every other week, now it's like a once a month and more of like a support phase, tune up, um, little yeah. maintenance call. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, got them through the big breakthrough. Now we're just maintaining. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's probably goal oriented, kind of too, to like what you might be working on with a person. 
person kind of whether it's a longer term thing that you're kind of building over time really architecting mm -hmm. or maybe a shorter term thing that they're really pushing hard for for sure and you, usually there's kind of two perspectives that we take during a coaching session there's the larger agreement that we're working on the goals and outcomes that when the client came to me it was like i want to work on these type of things that are more long term i want to define my values in you know both personally and professionally i want to develop like a better self-concept you know i want to uh, be more like emotionally present uh, at home or whatever it is. So there are those longer term things that we're working on, but then there are also things that come up in the short term. And so we'll address, you know, more kind of short term lessons or issues or things that came up in a client's life uh, during that session and then kind of pull the microscope or pull it back out to the long term perspective. So it's that pulling in and then pulling out throughout a coaching agreement? How does one thing relate to another? What awarenesses can we draw from this one instant to other instances in your life? Um, and so, you know, it's that kind of push and pull throughout a coaching session. I love that. I love that because so much of, you know, what, what either provides catalysts for people or what provides barriers for people isn't necessarily the one thing that's happening at work. It's, it, it's an intertwined, you know, series of events that's happening in your own little ecosystem. You know, you, you internally, your house that you live at with your family, um, you know, what's happening at work. And, you know, if you have a bad morning at home, there's a good chance you're probably not going into work in a great mood that day, right? Which can, you know, sort of lead to its own set of challenges. And then, you know, maybe that means that you're not go into the gym and focus it on you for the day, which leads to its own. So, you know, these things can snowball quickly. And so having, you know, awareness or somebody to help guide you through, you know, what are these series of, uh, what are the series of events I think is really powerful. Um, so that way people can sort of see, okay, um, you know, it's important that I get to the gym. Like this is a priority. I'm not going to bump my own gym, gym time just to do this one extra call or whatever. Um, you know, in, in, in just making people aware of the importance of that whole ecosystem. And then also, you know, another thing that's, that's really interesting is I feel like people have a network of people that are sort of their, uh, it's a development network. And oftentimes people think in terms of my development network is just the people that I'm, you know, professional in a professional relationship with, like the people you're at work with. But your development network is everybody that is close to you that you've established sort of a, a high quality relationship with. And that's at home, that's at work, that's um, maybe through mentorships or in, in other things that helps, you know, you may not be aware of it, but all of those people are having an influence on you. Yeah, it's that idea of, you know, uh, your results or your your quality of life or the, your your personal power is kind of a relative of the five people that you have in your closest circle or whatever. And I think there is some truth to that. Uh, and I do think when you have an opportunity to to either, you know, through through taking dollars and changing those dollars for access to somebody who can help you step to the next level is a wise investment of your money. Yeah. So oftentimes we think, well, how do I get to the next level? You buy your way in. That's how you get to the next level. Not not because if you buy your way, you know, just get there, but you buy access to a person who can help you do that. It's like, that's how you do it. Like, make more money. Go go get success so you can afford to get higher, higher levels of help and transform and develop and grow to those next levels. So I think that's really, I think that's how I always think about it. But one of the things too, Adam, that really resonates with me is this idea you know, there's a Tony Robbins quote, and I'm sure he didn't make this up because Tony Robbins basically, he does it like he makes very, very few of his stuff he actually invented. Right. He's a really master like synthesizer though. Oh, he's, he's phenomenal at it. And he does yeah. come up with a really good way to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, so I love Tony, yeah. but I'm just saying like, 
there's nothing new under the sun. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all like, it's all recycle, renew, reuse. But anyways, he says, ask, you know, want better results, ask better questions. And I think that's really what, it's very hard to ask yourself questions and, and really reflect on them and respond to them. And I think that's where having a coach who's trained into the art of question asking can be incredible. Exactly. You bring up like an excellent point is that, um, where it's really tough for us to ask ourselves the really hard questions and then be honest with the answer with ourselves with the answers. There are a lot of vulnerabilities that we all have and uh, the images of ourselves and images of pers- uh, perfection and expectations that are out there in society that we compare ourselves against. And sometimes it's one of the hardest things that we can do is look internally um, and like do the really hard work of emotional labor to ask the tough questions for ourselves. And like, that's okay. Like, it's really like, it's, it's okay to admit that, but then what do you do next with it? Right. Like, and, and I would say, go out and hire a coach. I think everyone should have some type of coach who's trained in the art of asking powerful questions and what that looks like and what that means. And you know, that that's what differentiates what I do from like an Instagram coach or an online coach or someone who's just like putting out messages of positivity and like those are great, um, but wh- where is the like emotional labor and inner work is like really hard and uh, they're like to have a co-creative pr- uh, partner in that process like makes it a lot easier. Absolutely, it's not. Otherwise, it's not possible. I mean, otherwise you're 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 kind of scratching an itch, but you're not really tre- treating the deeper sy- symptom there, and that is. That is through the self work that that takes place. Now, do you do I have like a journaling process too? Do you do? Is there anything there where a person's like self reflective, or is it all kind of in the art of the conversation when they're on a coaching call? How's that all play out? Uh, are, you, are you referring to like does a client do? Yeah, a like process? do you, yeah, do you have like do you, yeah, exactly? Because I know like journaling has made a big comeback and not for for never really went away for most right. people, but it's like this idea of pen and paper, and sometimes you know this idea that you can write things out and ask me asking you questions and you're writing them out. Can you know there's there's a there's a powerful uh, process that can happen there. I just was curious about for your like your coaching process, is there a journaling element? Is that optional or is it more conversational on the calls or how does that work? For sure. That's a great question. When I worked with a client, we co-create the practices together. Um, and so there are a number of kind of tools or practices that I have like in my back pocket where if a client's stuck, I may be able to design an action with them or suggest something. And journaling, gratitude journaling is, is one of those things. Um, but oftentimes, you know, like I said, it's a co-creative partnership. So if uh, oftentimes the, the client will bring up like, hey, I might need to journal or, or I'm looking at doing this, you know, uh, what's the best way for me to go about it? So it comes up a lot. It's obviously a great way to raise awareness to our actions and how we're thinking and feeling at the moment and what that means and what we truly feel and think about something. Uh, but the actions are, the practices are, are co-created with the, gotcha. you know, with the client. Um, so, if, you know, if all, you know, like I said, if the client is stuck, it might, it might be something that, that all, uh, put out there as a little bit of a suggestion. But like we talked about earlier with that lack of the cookie cutter approach, it's it's not like, all right, it's session two, like, you know, here, I'm gonna suggest that you start journaling. Like that that would uh that would be detrimental to our relationship. Okay. Yeah, I'm just curious too, because you see a lot of these self development apps out there these days. There's like a million of them. And I've tried to I've checked them all. I'm always like a sucker for a good self development app. So I'll always yeah. check them out. And what I find is that, you know, just like anything after three, four days, it just falls away. Like I find them to be utterly and totally ineffective long-term, these self-development apps. Again, I think it's like going back to a lighter urge, like uh, looking at some positive quotes or memes or whatever, right. get, you know, getting your mindset right. 
you know, that's a good little action to take. It's not like that's a bad thing to take, totally. but it falls off so quickly. And really, if less you're getting into the deeper work, you know, it's just like at the gym, man. It's like you got to go and get the deeper. You got to push. We talk about intensity a lot, like right, like right. the magic happens when that intensity trigger gets hit, yeah. and that's where the biochemical processes really go. So you got to find for yourself that intensity in order to get that physical stimulus, so you see the growth that you want and you see that physical transformation. And that's exactly what you're talking about in the coaching process: is you have to see the intensity of that conversation, that intimacy, that realness. Yeah. Boom! That's the catalyst totally. that allows breakthrough to happen. Yeah, and when you know you, you speak about an app, and I'm sure they're great, and many people are benefiting from it. But there's also the part of having a conversation with another person where you have to say these things out loud and admit them to yourself, and like that's that's really hard. Uh, there's like a theory of about like learning that's the seventy twenty ten model. It's created by the Center for Creative Leadership, and it says that seventy percent of our learning is done through practice. Like you go out and you practice and you work on the skill. Uh, 20% of our learning is done through conversations with other people. And then 10% of our learning is done through acquiring new information. And so if you're only practicing or only looking at new information, you're looking at 20% of where that learning can take place, which is a conversation with another person, which is like where I fall into that, like uh, that theory of, of, of learning and development. Um, and so if you're, again, if you're only working with an app, uh, the conversation is only with yourself, which it's, it's very, we all know it's very easy for us to lie to ourselves. Right. Um, and the, the other part of what I hear you saying is that there might be a lack of foundation, a lack of, you know, when, when we talked about the value creation and development, like the value creation and development is, is the foundation. If we think about like our fitness pyramid, right. And it, the, the foundation of the pyramid, which is nutrition has to be really, really wide for us to have the, for, uh, for the pyramid to be the wider, widest at the top and support the most fitness. And it's the same thing with our, you know, with our personal development work. We have to have a really wide and rock solid foundation of value creation and development in order for um, for us to be to have the the biggest capacity as a leader and a person. And unless that those values are set, um, it's very easy to look at a meme or look at a picture or look at an app and then for it to just fall by the wayside four or five days later because it's not connected to anything. Um, and so those conversations with other people with a coach, um, you know, helps to really solidify that foundation. Oh man. That's great. It is. And so I think the big takeaway, maybe the, the golden nugget that we would give to our listeners is this idea of who do you want to become? Like really starting with this deeper, more powerful question. And from there understanding that there's someone out there who can help you achieve that goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's a phenomenal question. Who do you want to be? How do you want to be? You know, when, you know, when people are talking about you, when you're not there, like, what do you, what, what, you know, what do you want them to say? Uh, and get, getting like really clear on that uh, can really help solidify those values. Like, what do you want your kids to say about you at your funeral? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Right? It's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome question. That is, that is a great question. Yeah, totally. That's a great question, man. Yeah, it's like, whoa, man, all of a sudden it's like, damn, I got some work to do. I got some work to do. Yeah, hit me. (laughs) For sure. So if a person uh, wants to follow along with you, um, you know, are you putting out any content? How does a person get involved in your story, your world? And how do they want to go deeper with you? What what actions they take, how they find you? For sure. There's two main places someone can find me right now. The more professional 
uh, facing site is my LinkedIn. It's just Adam Gearlock. The spelling of the last name is G-I-E-R-L-A-C-H. Uh, and you'll, you'll see some of my more professional stuff up there. Uh, my Instagram is also a place where I'm putting out lots of content and you can learn a little bit more about me um, and kind of what I like to do. And, you know, I think there needs to be that personal connection as well when you're working with a coach. We talked about that, uh, developing trust and intimacy. And so to me, like that more personal side helps develop that. Uh, it's at adam.gearlock. Um, spelling of the last name again is G-I-E-R-L-A-C-H. There's a website that's in development as well that should be out sometime in middle of May, end of May, uh, Adam G coaching or Adam com. Either one of those names will be able to get you there and you'll be able to learn a lot more about my personal journey, my backstory, the coaching process, why coaching works. A lot of that stuff will be up on the site as well. In addition to some resources that I use for my own personal development, books, podcasts, articles, that'll be up there. Uh, and then there'll be a blog component of the site as well, where I'm putting out, you know, some of my own, some of uh, more, more of my own, you know, thoughts, opinions, and ideas. Dude, that site sounds dope. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Have you you ever thought about changing your last name to be spelled like gear lock, like G E A R L O C K. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll toot my own own for a little bit. When, uh, you know, I played high school basketball was a student manager at rice and a practice player. And when, when I would guard someone, I'd put them on gear lockdown. That was, yeah, yeah, baby. (laughs) Gear lockdown. is going to hit that up. I love it. Yeah. And that's kind of how you got into coaching, right? Just real quick is as we wrap here you got into coaching through basketball exactly so i was a division one men's college basketball coach for 10 years i'm at rice university and most recently at cornell university i was fortunate to work with some really great coaches uh, and teams and players um, but I was experiencing, you know, a tough time myself. I hadn't advanced in my profession, in the profession like I wanted to. I had a personal relationship, a long distance relationship, and long term relationship that en- that ended as well. And I was at this place where things seemed to be going well from the outside, but I wasn't happy and I wasn't fulfilled. And so I had a big kind of transformative shift in values and priorities. And once I was able to solidify those values and priorities, the way I worked with our players started changing as well, um, and changing for the better. I was more present with. Them. I was more compassionate. Um, I was a better coach and a better leader. And, you know, we had the most successful season Cornell had had in eight years. Uh, They've eclipsed that this season, which is awesome. I love seeing them have the success. We finished in the top half of the Ivy League um, last year, which is, again, the first time that it happened in eight years. I recruited at a higher level, and then I was happier as well. My health was better. My relationships were better. Um, I was a better uh, friend, you know, uh, better son, uh, better all those things. And so I was experiencing that process as well. And as I went through that, you know, the forward-facing image on social media started changing, and people started reaching out to me and showing that they were experiencing some of the same things that I had been feeling. Uh, and there was like a kinship there, and I started to work with people in that capacity. And I was so um, originally, I just wanted to do a blog and kind of share my journey and my story about you know discover learning more about myself and my personal development journey. But I was you know just kind of. Uh, astonished that there was like a lack of a resource in this space, that there wasn't, you know, someone who I could talk to, to, you know, work through these things that I was having with myself. And so, um, you know, I saw this gap um, to be able to be a resource and to help people in the way that I kind of helped myself and in the way that I was starting to work with people and help with people then. And so, you know, it kind of uh, somewhere along the way, um, in that, in my own personal development journey, like my mission and purpose changed as well. It wasn't just about coaching basketball anymore. Um, 
It was to develop goodness in myself and others, uh, to fundamentally change the nature of leadership to developing goodness in ourselves and others, uh, and to um, become the most valuable and trusted resource uh, in leadership and personal development in the athletic space. And so, you know, once that kind of mission and purpose changed, then like the next steps were inevitable. Like I had to leave college basketball. I had to start this thing so I could, you know, be that resource for people and kind of serve my mission and purpose of developing goodness in myself and others. I love it, man. That is really cool. Yeah. Impressive. Very cool. Yeah. So if a person wants to sign up for coaching, they need to reach out to you on LinkedIn. Yep, LinkedIn. Or DM or, you on the IG. Yep, either one right now. We'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll start a conversation and, and see where things go from there. Yeah, yeah. And when you have the website, is it going to be like an application process or anything on there? Are you going to do anything like that? Or is it going to be all... Still just one-to-one direct. Yeah, uh, yeah. no application process. Yeah. My, you know, direct email will be on there, cool. you know, as well as a messaging component. So you'll be able to reach out to me through there. Uh, and the big thing is, is, you know, it's just us starting to have a conversation um, at the outset and make sure that, you know, that I'm the right fit for you as a coach and that um, I can help you in the manner in which you're looking for. Um, and if not, then maybe I could could direct you to, to someone to someone else. Um, but, um, at the same time, it's just opening up and having that conversation and then, uh, you know, making sure that it's a good fit and seeing where things go from there. Fantastic, my man. Well, it's yeah. been incredible to have you on the show. Awesome. It's been incredible to learn about your journey, uh, and hear about how you're helping the world be a better place and helping our community be a better place and bringing the goodness to the table. Yeah, thank I you. love it's it, man. Incredible. Yeah, Thanks it's awesome. Well, Good luck. We want to be in this journey with you. We'd love to be on the have you back on the show as you continue to grow and develop. And uh, when your website drops, we're going to go crazy and, and promote the hell out of that for you because we want to get you, people connected with you. Awesome. Sounds yeah. great. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you for being on the show. As always, work hard, live fit, and get out there and do good in this world. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Thanks. We'll talk yeah, soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks.